2: Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polaris. So, Lindsay, one of my favorite things about the offseason is getting to see what the players do in their downtime and on their weekends, because we all know that they still train, they still work out, and they still have regimens, even when they aren't in season, because that's the life of a professional athlete. But when those weekends come around, when there isn't a game, we get to see them have a little fun. And this past weekend... The world had the treat of seeing 49ers tight end George Kittle steal the show in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium for WWE WrestleMania. What was your reaction when you saw that clip of the event going viral on social media?
3: Um, well, Brie, I can say this with confidence that you and I are always kind of just keeping a, keeping an eye on what our players are doing off the field just for fun and to see what sort of news we can bring the faithful. I'm pretty sure we're not the ones breaking this news because the clip of George Kittle Clotheslining the Miz is probably one of the biggest things to pop off uh, on social media this weekend. Um, I was I was a little bit uh, surprised <laughs> that George Kittle jumped in, not because I know he's a fan of um, professional wrestling and especially the WWE, but um, I didn't know that you could actively participate in stuff like that when when you're not part of the fight. So that was. <laughs> Fun to watch, to say the least. Um, And I do think, obviously, he couldn't go all in on it because, you know, he's under contract and he's a professional football player, so he wants to conserve his body. But I thought it was really cool to see, um, and I definitely didn't expect it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, former NFL punter Pat McAfee was in the ring against WWE wrestler The Miz. So, of course, George Kittle had to get involved just a little bit. And there was actually a lot of NFL guys who showed up to WrestleMania this year. The 49ers' safety, Talano Funga and cornerback Travarius Ward, a.k.a. Mooney, were there to cheer on their teammate, and I saw now Miami Dolphins cornerback Jalen Ramsey was there. So it's just really cool to see them all having a blast. Here's what George Kittle had to say about his Wrestlemania experience. What
0: did it feel like to be out there last night? Wrestlemania goes Hollywood. Night one, over 75,000 members of the WWE Universe. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, was, it was a dream. I mean, that's... It- I felt like I'm a 13-year-old kid, you know, just out there. Hey, we want you to truck stick a guy, uh, professional at it, and then uh, you're going to raise your hand in the ring with Pat McAfee. Like, who would have thought? Like, I'm I just, I, I, I'm not going to stop smiling for eight months. <laughs> what a fantastic moment. i got to ask you a question, George. Fellow tight end, the Gronk, has competed in huh? WWE. He's won championships in he WWE has. before. Now, you got a little taste of the action here. Oh, we're going to see more in the future from George Kittle in a you're WWE You're an, ring. an I kind of You know what, so. I mean... Pat McAfee, uh, Mr. H, they have my phone number. I'll always (laughs) return those calls, baby.
2: All right, now let's focus in on the 2023 season. And with the annual league meeting having come and gone, that moment almost wraps up the free agency period. Of course, moves are still made all throughout the offseason and things could happen in and around the draft later this month. But now that it's been three weeks of free agency signings, let's take a look at how the NFC West has shaken up. Starting with the Cardinals, you got to talk one-on-one with their team reporter, Danny Sarek, at the Combine. But how is their roster looking as we get closer to the draft? And what are some of the headlines
1: of that team? Yeah, Brie, I got to speak, like you said, with the Arizona Cardinals team reporter. And that was back at the NFL Combine. Um, So at that point, it was a lot about seeing where they need to fill the holes. And I would say the big takeaway from the Cardinals free agency is that they haven't gone too far out to sign talent that wasn't already on their roster. They've retained a lot of the guys from last season um and you know they haven't made any what I would call blockbuster moves for free agents. Um so I foresee them being active in the draft. And they do have a pretty high pick in that first round of the NFL draft. I do believe they're number three overall. Um, So I expect to see them more active um, coming up in less than a month now. Um, So, and I would, like I would say, based on just grades we've seen floating around from NFL media, um, they're kind of in the mid tier uh, in terms of free agency moves. Another team you got a little insight from at the
2: Combine is the Seattle Seahawks. As you also talked to their seniors your reporter. They were a really challenging team to go up against last season, as they've always been every season. They've lost some guys to their roster, but also made some key retentions. How are the Seahawks looking after the first few waves of free agency?
1: Yeah, pretty much across the board for the Seattle Seahawks, they had an amazing, amazing free agency period. Obviously, like you said, there's going to be moves made throughout the throughout the rest of the offseason. But, uh, you know, CBS Sports had them graded as an A, which you can't get much better other than an A plus on that. Um, I think obviously one of the big signings was Geno Smith, and they are being praised a lot for his three-year deal um, because Geno Smith obviously had a tremendous year in 2022. His contract is only three years long, so they do get to retain him, but also have a good amount of time to decide what they want to do at the position in the not so near future. Um, you know, the Seahawks are also in great shape for the NFL draft because they are going to have two picks uh, in that first round, which is not typical for a team that did so well. They were, of course, made it to the wild card round before being knocked out by the 49ers.
2: Now for the Los Angeles Rams, what's the state of their team? They've lost some big-time players like Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins and linebacker Bobby Wagner, who we'll still have to see because he stayed in the division and went back to Seattle. But they've also got their stars like Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald still on the roster. What should we expect from the Rams in 2023?
1: Yeah, so the Rams find themselves in an interesting position that's not so different from the 49ers because they also don't have a first-round pick and for the most part have been fairly inactive during the free agency period. They did tender some exclusive rights free agents and then did keep a couple in-house guys, but for the most part have not made Any big moves Um, and like you said, did lose some notable players. Um, I would say probably Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback, like you mentioned at the top of this podcast, who is now a Miami Dolphin, was one of the bigger names. Baker Mayfield also no longer there. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what their activity is in in the draft, because, again, they are starting much like the 49ers in the later rounds.
2: Now really scaling back and taking a look at the NFL overall, Pro Football Focus did a power ranking of all 32 teams before the draft, and the 49ers fell just below the Super Bowl champions of last season, the Kansas City Chiefs, Why is it that the Niners are at that spot? And what is PFF's reasoning as to grading them at number two?
1: Yeah, so it's always good to see uh, the 49ers near the top of the list. Number one is always where this team aims to be. Um, You know, I think it's kind of just what we've heard throughout the entirety of this free agency period. There was a lot of talent that left the building. Um, You know, most notably, we've got. See, you know, safety, Nickelback, Jimmy Ward, Jimmy Garoppolo was gone, Mike McGlinchey also gone, Daniel Brunskill, Charles Amenehu, Samson Ebukam. These are all names of starters and really key players for the 49ers. But I would say in terms of power moves, I mean, the 49ers were able to sign one of the top free agents available in 2023. I'm talking, of course, about defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave. Um, and there are notable replacements for departures of guys like Emmanuel Mosley and Jimmy Ward. You bring, you bring back to Sean Gibson. We signed um, Isaiah Oliver and then Sam Darnold was signed to give the quarterback room some depth. And you bring in John Feliciano to kind of take the place of a Daniel Brunskill who he can play virtually any position on the offensive line. So as much as there were some departures that, you know, everyone didn't want to see happen. There has been a lot of outside talent coming in that are pretty much direct relation, uh, direct replacements, uh, and if not, they're just hoping to develop some talent. So I think for that reason, the 49ers have remained a powerhouse in the NFL, and there's some really high expectations for the incoming season.
2: Yeah, this off season and the free agency period has been crazy, as it usually is, and it's just going to get crazier come the draft. So we'll keep you updated on all of the latest offseason information, always on 49ers.com and right here on First and 10. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me in this off-season update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Live
0: Nation presents Concert Week